Welcome to the Airbuds podcast produced by Timberland with uh guest <laughs> with guest vocals by Aaliyah and Missy Mr. Meaner Elliot. Uh, my name is Jamel Johnson. I'm third eye blind. And I am that somebody, Mike Benner. Yeah. Tell me you're that somebody, Miguel. We got a baby on the mic, our fourth, the fourth Airbud. Usually we call CJ Toledano the fourth Airbud. And you know what? We'll talk about CJ in a bit. Sure. But we have the, the, the new true fourth Airbud, Charlie Moses Rowe or Roe Moses. What, what do we call Charlie? Uh, stay, just Charlie Moses. Rose a middle name. Charlie Roses. Just sucking down a bottle like he uh like it's going out of style. Man, I love him. Sucking on a chili dog, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> isn't that a, hey, why isn't don't that we... a song? <laughs> I almost choked, man. Why don't we why don't we sing <sighs> somebody every you every time this year? What? What if we did a mashup of Elias? Are you that somebody? Oh, I see. Somebody. Okay. All right. I'm a little too high for what's happening right now. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what this podcast is at the moment. But usually it's a podcast about basketball. And we say, what do we say, Peter? We say, happy basketball. I'm wearing it too. It's just covered by a baby who um, pooped and vomited on me at the same time earlier. Damn. Just like Peter. Just like him. Yeah. Your baby puked and vomited just like Future and also screwed Sierra over in a big way. Oh man. Wow. Don't get my baby don't get this baby started on Sierra. And like he screwed over such a hard, like, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna leave you so your kids can be raised by future Hall of Fame Christ loving quarterback Russell Wilson. Like, come on, man. The God QB himself. Those kids are going to be great, uh, which is a good time to mention that, uh, Peter, um, It's a, this is officially a Christian basketball podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's cool, just, dude, because it's more Christian night. than having a baby on uh, December 24th, you know? Exactly. Christmas Eve is when the babies come out to play. <laughs> so happy basketball and may Christ be with you. Before we jump in to uh all of our basketball talk guys we got some business we got to get out of the way if you want to support the buds go to patreon.com slash airbuds pod five dollars a month gets you bonus episodes gets you bonus content uh get you um maybe an upcoming new season of uh shmoney talk with jamel johnson where jamel's uh financial advice podcast to get you access to uh in the criminal podcast system peter and jamel's law and order podcast Let's do it. Yeah, can we yeah, do the Airbuds Podcast Pod? Network on the Patreon? That's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. The uh, ABPN. Yeah. And you know what? It also gets you access to our Discord. Albon Pan? The Albon Pan. <laughs> Albon Pan Network. Um, and then, guys, if you can't support us financially, look, we get it. Times are tough. You know, our times inflation, tough. And Joe Biden economy, I feel pretty hand. good. Yeah, I'm kind of sick, dude. I mean, You're I feeling know. pretty good. You yeah, guys, are, you guys are killing it. Me, I'm I'm in poverty over here. I'm about to lose <laughs> my fucking shirt. Well, and that's why. If I... <laughs> God, I uh, wish they would take my shirts. 
<laughs> you got, uh, you've got so many fucking shirts. Jamel needs someone, someone to needs start a, taking his shirts. Shirt. Someone needs to come there around yeah. and stop you from buying new shirts. Honestly, you need Please. Sarah McLaughlin to come into your house and like film handing out your shirts to people, like with in the arms of an angel. It's, this is it, Jamel's favorite shirt. If you could take it off Rose him Bowl. for We're back at the Rose Bowl, second Sunday in March. I don't give a fuck about whatever improv bullshit Peter's doing. We're back. We're coming back to the Rose Bowl. It's not improv. It's the advertisement for your Rose Bowl. What are you talking about? I'm giving it to you for free, just like all improv. It's free and unwanted. <laughs> I mean, a lot of improv costs like $10, and you're like, why the fuck did I pay for this? Just like a lot of Jamel's t-shirts, which you can buy at the Rose Bowl on the second Sunday in March. It's happening, goddammit. This is it. Fat Riley's back again. Return. But look, I was in the middle of a different plug uh, right right now. I'm asking, look, if you're you're fucking millionaires like Peter and Jamel, go to patreon.com slash pod. If you're just struggling to get by like me, poor little Mikey Benner, look, (laughs) go go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, click five stars on us and uh you know what if you write a review on apple Podcasts, maybe occasionally we will read one just like i'm going to read this one now uh you know it's been a while since we read a five-star review on on the air uh this review is from tangerang uh it the title is an nba pod five stars the body of the review benner is pretty all right i guess all right uh we are like six minutes into this fucking thing we haven't talked a lick about basketball so guys should we jump right into it yes uh this was the best all-star game since Allen iverson in dc can we just say all-star weekend like even though the dunk contest was like Maybe because the dunk contest was so fucking bad and it's so much no longer like the dunk contest is the skills competition from six years ago. Like doesn't matter. And still overall, it it was just the most happy basketball weekend possible. Like what's better than seeing all those dudes in those jackets interacting? The game was incredible. Um, the vibes were just fantastic, despite it being in a 16 degree Cleveland. It just uh, it made me happy. I was just happy all around. Philip Bailey's hair was looking fucked up as ever. <laughs> Shaq giving cunnilingus to everybody when he's announced. That was the wildest thing. And it, during it just smack dab in the middle of that 90 minute halftime uh, show, just Shaq just waggling his tongue like he was eating out a, a, a 12 foot woman in front of him. It was just crazy. <laughs> wow. The girl, the lady from Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. No, from Deuce Bigelow. Just insane. Uh felt felt so weird. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. That's what... <laughs> Oh right, yeah. Is that's, that's a huge the Deuce Bigelow. That's a huge yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that, Is that both? Yeah, that works. Like I know that that might be a problematic joke in in the it year of our Lord but it's, uh, man, come 2022, on. but just that that was such a funny running like that movie sucks, but like that one bit, the running bit of like that's a huge bitch, like was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the way you hit it was crazy. The way you hit the huge. Hey man, look, you gotta get variety. 
but yeah, I, I agree. It just a fantastic all-star weekend. The dunk contest being the kind of uh, turd in everyone's otherwise delicious soup. But uh, yeah, everything everything was great. I mean, a guy dunked in Tim's, but overall was a weak <laughs> dunk contest. But a man did a windmill in Tim's. He caught a, he took a pass from his father, and windmilled it in Tim's. How is that not a fifty? How does that not make every straight man from the East Coast, from the Eastern Seaboard, cry? I think it was one of those. Um, you remember, like the remember the drone dunk? Who, who was it? Aaron Gordon that Aaron did the Gordon, drone dunk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was just so much like pageantry for kind of an underwhelming thing. I think like, yes, well, let's go cool through the weekend to Duncan Tim's, but like the way they brought it out and made a huge thing. And we're like, am I supposed to care about this guy's dad? Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what you should care about, which is the rising stars competition, which I watched all of because I had yes, to, please. you know, represent Cleveland on the viewer, on the viewerships. Uh, they played a mini Elam ending tournament and it was fucking awesome. It was cool. You had James Worthy swearing at the, the refs on live TV. Um, yes. Liked up. You had um, these guys like uh, fucking Rick Barry had his team running set plays during it. What is Rick they- Barry? Like, why is the NBA continuing to trot out Rick Barry? Wait, is he's Rick the Barry the dad? It's the dad, right? guy that is dunked from the free throw line. So I guess he's just going to be there forever, right? As long as like, as long as the commissioner is white, they're going to trot out Rick Barry. I mean, no, they trot him out because he's like the guy who shot free throws underhand. He's still like the connection to the the. the oh, wait, no, shot. I'm thinking of Brent Barry. <laughs> no, no, kid, no, like right? the OG. Yeah, yeah. That's his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's fucking, um, uh, you know, he's getting big three money too. So the first game was to it was it was a it was a four there were four teams. The first two games were to fifty points for the Elam ending. And there's one thing you guys can probably also will talk about when we talk about the All Star game. The Elam ending is just better for everyone. And when they do this mid season tournament, whenever they do it, it's just going to be a tournament of like first to like a hundred in every game. Well, because get I finally figured out what it is. It's because it guarantees a game winner. Like, even if it's a blowout, there is a game-winning shot. Even it was a free throw in one of the games, and it was still dramatic. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, they also had a mini skills competition in the middle of the oh, two yeah. games. <laughs> where they, they were the, they were the Clorox skill, like, rising stars skills champion. It was just basically, like, they had to come up with a game to give Clorox a shout out. Yeah. I don't um, want to win and- anything sponsored by bleach. <laughs> so they had to shoot from like moments of like iconic shots. So like they shot from like, it was basically the same shooting they did in the skills competition the next night. Um, but overall I would say 10 out of 10 from an entertainment standpoint. Um, just like love the new format and like, otherwise the rising stars game is too long and it's fun for like 30 seconds. And then you're like, this is boring as shit. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of what the best rookie game is. I don't know. Probably when it was fucking Jason Kidd and them fools. I don't remember. The best rookie game was just that one time Kyrie crossed somebody over and they fell down. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, and didn't like Blake Griffin catch a lob from like the moon? Like, didn't somebody throw like a just like yeah. a grenade? And he whatever, caught one from like what, what, whatever the Kia version of Bumblebee the Transformer was threw him a, a lob pass in the, <laughs> the rookie competition. Yeah, it's still so funny uh, to me that Kia is the official car of the NBA and also CarMax is like a huge partner with the NBA. And there's so many NBA stars in CarMax commercials right now. And it's like no NBA player has ever went to CarMax to buy a fucking car and no NBA player drives a Kia. It's true. You know what I was thinking though? Like somebody like Lance Stevenson needs to do this, like take full advantage of this sponsorship and be the guy who's showing up in a new Kia every day. I change my Kias out like draws. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Kawhi Leonard famously like drives a minivan, right? Kawhi Leonard drives a, a Sprinter van that's Why? all windows. It's Why all actually watched, completely glass. Uh, I watched Devin Booker's Architectural Digest recently, uh, and... Um, he has all Chevy Impalas collect collected, yeah. including the one like the 1954 that he drove to Game One of the Finals, and that's probably the most thing that the most ripe for sponsorship I can possibly think of. Is he like? Is he? Does he love cops? Like, why does he like Chevy Impalas so much? I don't know, man. Well, he's from he's from Detroit, so oh, there's okay. like a a Michigan vibe there. I think. Dudes, dudes love cop cars. This is kind of more uh, East Coast thing, because like they weren't driving like the fifty, but like they're like nineties Impala. Dudes love driving those, and then keeping the extra cop mirror on it when they buy it. Yeah, all about it. There was that big. There was the big uh, as they as the as the cool kids like Ernie Johnson now say vibe shift, where all the cops huh? dropped the uh, the old cars and just got the new Ford ones recently. And there was just a year where, like, everybody was in a cop car that wasn't a cop car, especially in Los Angeles. Which I think should be illegal. Because if I'm smoking weed, I think you're the cops. Right. And you, it's not worth it for, like, your butt to get super tight for no reason. Just because someone decided to pick up a, a cop car in auction that has 200,000 miles on it. It's definitely negatively affecting society. But I think most people that drive used cop cars, like... You might for a second be like, oh, fuck, it's cop. And then you look at the people that drive them, you see visually. The moment you look at their face, you know they're not a cop. Yeah. Oh, he's got a wife beater on. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> he's got a wife beater on, and he's dropping a burrito every time I see him oh. <laughs> in this car. <laughs> oh, he's got a Slurpee. Well, cops drink Slurpees. <clears throat> yeah. We know cops love to slurp. <laughs> sure do mike yeah they do <laughs> fucking slurping those boots am i right guys let's talk about the all-star game itself i think one of the best all-star games yeah what is about okay was this better than when jordan hit the shot on sean marion yeah okay you're so talking about when not... he was a wizard yeah you know the one where uh, mariah carey the jersey dress. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, she wore I mean, the wizard's jersey dress. I think that's just important for you because that's a big wizard's game. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. random last poll, Jamel. <laughs> what do you mean random? 
Mariah Carey wore a wizard's dress, and Michael Jordan was a wizard, and he and was, an was like, "Do you guys remember the most important All Star game that ever <laughs> happened ever?" Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Allen Iverson also in DC was more important. I mean, what's the best ones? What What's you guys' favorites? I, honestly, this one I think probably runs away with it for me. I don't remember something that was as memorable all around as this All Star. Oh, you don't remember when they wore T-shirts in New Orleans? Oh yeah, no that that I blocked that out. <laughs> blocked that out. I think what was the uh, the the Brooklyn? Um, our start was that twenty fifteen? Uh, ooh, maybe and it was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yes, I think that is the best uh, jersey in recent history. Okay. Uh, the. I mean, we went to L.A. The Fergie National Anthem is all time. That game, I don't remember being that. Like, It, it wasn't was a great sick. game. But then Gian- Giannis caught a crazy lob from Steph. Can I ask you guys a question? Mm-hmm. Is Macy Gray just DeMar DeRozan who took his braids out? <laughs> Peter. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has anyone ever seen DeMar DeRozan and Macy Gray in the same room? Well, I, you know, I don't. how many minutes did he play? That's what I'm saying. Where was he during the national anthem? Singing it. Man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, guys. Well done, Macy Gray, the star of the Jamie Kennedy rocking New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. If you haven't watched it, go take a look at that. Um. Yeah, I think Jamel, we we were we were watching the All Star game at a friend of the podcast, CJ Toledano's, uh, his company's all-star party a uh, watch party the follow-through watch party and i think we were expecting a big hilarious moment because macy gray is just kind of the funniest pull for the national anthem um okay hold on actually from ohio and during the warm-up or the announcements too they had some sneaky ohio-based music there um d nice was playing he had uh money 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 going with the ojs he had some black keys. He had um, some bone thugs. There was like a nice, cool, but not like over the top Ohio. Uh, you know, there I go again. Vibe to it. Yeah, which was very nice. Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say Macy Gray ended up just being like, you know, a, did a great job. I think Jamel and I were hoping for another Fergie moment, uh, but yeah, and it was just regular old national anthem. Kind of hit it pretty solidly. Yeah, had somebody walk her out. Watched once again. Referred to the Jamie Kennedy half hour, uh, 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 New Year's Eve tape. Yeah, I, you know what? If if Peter, have you ever seen that? I have. Yeah, Not it is uh, one of the funniest hours of TV ever made. It is if you if you if you're not aware, Jamie Kennedy hosted a was it a UPN like New Year's Eve show. It was like KDOC or K- one of the local. WGN? Oh, it was like a local LA local station. Local Los Angeles. Yeah. And, a KTLA? Uh, Some, yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, it is it is just the most comically awful. Like everything that could go wrong in a live uh, television production goes wrong in this, uh, including Macy Gray performing. Uh, what's her favorite, most famous song? I try to say goodbye and I don't choke. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, she does a a clearly hammered version of that song. Um, 
But anyway, she it's was sneaky because she always sounds hammered. That's true. Yeah, that's it's the kind perfect of cover. It's kind of her thing. She was in Training Day, right? Did yeah. she have a cameo in Training Day as just like a crack addict? And you're just like, oh yeah, she's got the perfect voice for that role. <laughs> Macy, we got this job for you. Yeah. Can I smoke crack? <laughs> Honestly, that would be perfect, Macy. <laughs> um, also, shout out to the Cleveland fans for booing the shit out of Steph. It was like a really fun. Um, it was just like a fun arc to the night of obviously what was to come. Booed Steph like, was playing with LeBron, but Steph- like it was like. But like, of course, like, why wouldn't they boo him? Like, like, well, this is as we've learned on the show, too. Whenever Peter decides to say Steph sucks, guess what happens next? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to say, Peter, I was was surprised uh, uh, that you you were so fond of this all-star game when Steph Curry dropped 50 and and shot. Listen, I I don't want to reference you guys back to the beginning of the season, but you guys know Steph Curry is like one of my favorite players now. Right? Oh, I forgot. I forgot that uh, that we made that. Uh, you love him. That Max Steph shift. Curry, one of my faves. Yeah. It is different. It's like evil Ryu and then regular Ryu. Yeah. Vaccinated Steph Curry is built different, right, guys? Just built differently, man. <laughs> I hope he fucking gets it together, man. I need his ass to come alive. My fucking fantasy team. The Fran League, I've been taking a fucking nosedive. And then everybody's hurt. Chris Paul, I get an alert that Chris Paul is gone for six to eight weeks. I'm having a panic attack. Then I look up. He's in the game. Crazy that he was playing last night. Uh, without looking, Can you? do you want to guess his stat line? Uh, four say... minutes, zero, zero, and nothing, and a turnover. And two missed shots. Uh, he was uh, 0 for 1 in 2 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, his, he, he, other than that, zeros across the board except for one personal foul and a negative 2 plus minus. Thank you, Chris Paul. So did he just play because he wanted to like have a an appearance? Like, does, Is that like – is there yeah, something, something in his contract where he needs to appear in the All-Star game to get a bonus or something? Probably. Well, also, like, I mean, I guess he must have gotten hurt really recently because, like, why wouldn't, like, he step aside so someone else could make the All-Star team? Maybe that was it. Maybe, yeah, he missed. I I think it was literally the last game before the break for him. Uh, He hurt his thumb and then immediately uh, hit that ref and got ejected from a game. And I think that was, like, when he got hurt. And that, I believe, was Tuesday or Wednesday, right? He, he got... tried to say goodbye <laughs> and he joked. <laughs> That's correct. Um, Joel Embiid desperately wanted that MVP. You know, he tried his best. He shot 14 to 20 for 70%, uh, hit five threes, uh, 10 rebounds, four assists, 36 points overall. Uh, looked great. A couple of incredible dunks. But uh, yeah, Steph Curry just, you know decided hey uh i'm the best shooter in the world and if no one's going to defend me then i can just fucking make free throws from 40 feet away steph was shooting threes like he was on like america's got talent and he was like doing some kind of like routine with like ribbons and shooting three pointers no it was pretty good if he if he had hit the one from about right behind half court 
it's just they probably would have just stopped the game. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, without looking, want to guess how many three point attempts he he took? Uh, I think I saw this stat, so 30. I'll let you all go. I'm saying thirty. Oh, it was twenty seven. Ah, he was sixteen for twenty seven. Twenty seven is fucking insane. <laughs> Like that's, that's just even for an all star game, that is an insane amount of three pointers to attempt. And but they needed all of them. LeBron had to win this game. Yeah. Steph, go do your thing. Yeah, Steph uh finished the game with fifty uh to lead. I mean, just so much fun. It just this was just this was such a fun fucking game. Man, and let me say some other shit. Fuck LeBron for that fucking <laughs> Hummer ad. Fucking, you're bringing the crab walk back, man. Fuck you. I'm confused. So basically, the the tires all turn 45 degrees, and you can kind of drive at a 45 degree angle. Is that is that the point of it? I don't know what it does. It's, it was just to piss me off. Peter, did you see this? I didn't see it. So yeah, there's LeBron is now a Hummer spokesman, and they feature. Uh, in the car is I'm guessing that, for the electric Hummer. Yeah. And the feature in the car oh. is the crab walk, which you can all four wheels turn, uh, yeah, at an angle. And then the car drives diagonally. Um, and I only know this because they played the fucking ad 15 times during the, the, the broadcast. Uh, and it was a very long commercial and it features a lot of CGI crabs and then LeBron driving through them. Uh, yeah. No sign of Larry Hughes. No, no Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Uh, I do. We need Hummers. Why the fuck? Why? I mean, I know it's an electric Hummer, but like, why? Hey, hey I need I need a Hummer all the time. I need a. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. I get it. <laughs> no, do, do you hear me? <laughs> Wait. Okay. I just saw. I, I just watched the ad. Is it like? What about the steering wheel? It becomes a crab. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I understand. Carry on. I was confused. Not, not, no, no. Confused no longer. You grab the crab's little pincers. <laughs> if you crack open the steering wheel, there's crab meat inside. Ooh. Yeah. Now I'm actually interested. All right. Get your mallets ready. <laughs> Color me a California roll, baby. It's about that time. Fucking crab meat. What the fuck? Also, would it really have been, you know, else made it a perfect all-star game is like all of the reports coming out that like Rich Paul wants to murder Rob Palinka and like LeBron might be out of there as early as like next year. I mean, okay. Well, Rich Paul, a shout out to that, that one like really long shot of Rich Paul and Adele where they both look miserable. <laughs> Did you see that, Peter? I did not. There's, uh, I think it was during the halftime show uh, when they were announcing. Um, uh, I know it's supposed to be the top seventy-five players, but uh, I think it was like the top nine hundred players because that's how long it fucking felt, bro. But for, yeah. Just long as hell. For some reason, the camera lingered on Rich Paul and Adele, and uh, man, does she look unhappy. <laughs> Just being in Cleveland and, you know, Rich is always just like yelling at people on the phone. And yeah, I can't tell if it is 
because it was just in the middle of a long ass halftime show that was boring as fuck. Um, or, you know, there's all those reports that, uh, you know, about how their relationship is a bit tumultuous to the point where she canceled a ton of her uh, Las Vegas shows because of, because she wouldn't marry her or he wouldn't marry her or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Rich Paul, I don't think he's good at his job. So if he wants to murder Rob Palenka, it is the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme here. It's less about Rich Paul and more about just like, what does it mean for LeBron? Like LeBron openly being like, oh, I'd come back to Cleveland. Sure. Not that I A, want him back or B, think that it'll happen. But like the dude never says anything unless he absolutely wants people to talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's what I want. Here's a, here's one thing. I'm a, I'm gonna shoot Adele a little bail. Here, <laughs> you guys are both married young gentlemen, beautiful families. When you guys first started dating your significant others, did you ever use them to get out of some shit you didn't really feel like doing? Um. I'm going to go, well, before before we dive into this, uh, Jamel, I just want to know straight up, uh, who do you like more, Greta or Charlie? Ooh. My human son or your dog? Yeah. yeah you've never met Charlie. You've, you've petted Greta. Greta loves you. Uh, how do you know that? First off, you, <laughs> have you spoken to Greta about me? I don't know if you have. Greta doesn't get that excited about people, but she definitely runs up to you whenever you come over. Whenever the one time I came over. Charlie has been- <laughs> You've met Greta like five times. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, Charlie's been on the show four times. He's done Patreon apps. <laughs> He's committed, man. He's committed to the bit. He's writing on the Law & Order episodes. <laughs> He's the one who he picked the last one we watched. Yeah, dude, he's got an interview at follow through next week. He's getting on the writing staff. Ah, yeah, he's gonna be writing jokes for Vin Baker in no time. All right, fine. Charlie's better. Peter, I will well, say that if, if I had to, if I had to kill one or the other, it would probably be Greta over Charlie. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what is how this it world? There, but good, good, good that it, it landed. You landed that plane somehow. <laughs> But Jamel, to answer your original question, uh-huh. uh, I I do not. I, I actually this is like a specific thing. Like I, it's a policy of mine to never, if if I don't have to, kind of blame my partner on it because I was in a long relationship where uh, I I would learn after the fact that my partner was using me as an excuse to get out of shit. And it made me look bad and feel bad. So uh, it's like a, that's a policy I have is like never blame anything on Deborah. That's fair. Peter? I'm always afraid um, that like I would upset Beth by doing stuff. So I was like at set sometimes I would like back away from things or be like, no, like, but like as our relationship, you know, has gone on, I realized that like, she doesn't really give a shit what I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Um and so like, you yeah, weren't pretending you, you were just actually afraid. No, yeah, I think it was also more like a relationships past where like I would choose to do something normal and with my friends and then be like shamed for it or put down. 
So oh. it's like a learned behavior where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can't go do this fun thing with the people that I like because I have to do what my girlfriend at the time wanted to do. <sighs> what is that? What is that? What is that genre of girlfriend that just hates things? Uh, I'm very lucky that my, my wife, Peter, much like you, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind myself thankful that Deborah is kind of like, I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. <laughs> like the best part about her is like, I really care about you. Want. I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I guess I'll keep doing this podcast. <laughs> nice. And we thank you every day for it, Beth. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for giving us Peter. All I'm saying is Adele might have been like, I don't really feel like doing Vegas. Let's just say we're fighting. And- <laughs> got it. Oh, <laughs> so she's house. just kind of like, all right, I don't fuck. I got to. I, I committed to doing these shows twice nightly for six months. When I could That's be watching, you know, when I could be watching my man yelling at Daryl Morey on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> just. Crushing Daryl Morey into oblivion. Rich Paul <laughs> did never never took Daryl Morey's calls. What are you talking about? <laughs> Daryl, hold on one second. I'm driving to a subway just to order something during this call. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. Have we talked about how Seth Curry is the new Jared for subway? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Tom Brady. Steph Curry. The new Jared from Subways. Look, Subway, Subway, it does feel like it wasn't around before Jared. That's crazy. That guy, I, I know it existed before because Adam Sandler was the first Jared. Have I talked about on this on this pod when I saw Jared from Subway at the office series rap party? You guys were watching the same thing on a, on a laptop? No, I was at the office rap party. Oh, okay. For the office. For the office. No computers around there for me, <laughs> Michael. I have a child strapped to my chest. Read the room. Jared was like, hey, man, you seem cool. You want to come to this room over here and watch something? I'm like, like no, dude. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I'm good, homie. Thank you very much. Thank you, but no, thank you. Um, He, like, he, it was... Oh, so it was this. Did off, he was did the, he have a cameo and like why was he at the office rap party? It was like the series finale, so it was just this huge party in Culver City where they just had like all these different things happening, all these different oh. sponsors. It was mm. like an office carnival. Yes, yeah, it was got like, it. Uh, okay, it was like the office is over. Subway is going to be here. I'm like, sure. Um, and <laughs> Jared from Subway was. Standing in front of, he was in like a section, like in the back, standing in front of the biggest sub I've ever seen. Probably like a 10 foot long sub sandwich with two models who looked like they were like used car salesman models um, on either side of him. Clearly good 10 years too old for him. And uh, he just looked so uncomfortable. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) He looked like a man who would feel better once he was caught and in jail. He knew he knew the long arm of the law was reaching out for him at that point. Do you think like, those were actually his pants? Or do you think a production assistant went to Marshalls and just got the the like do you have size oh, 65? Like they made his pants bigger? I mean, you know what I've heard. 
<laughs> no, what have you heard? No, we don't. We have a podcast. Why don't you tell us? You've never heard this? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon was running around telling this shit on stage for years. Okay, so he... This is second. This is fourth hand from him. He had heard that Jared was... He Basically, he lost the weight because he was stalking a subway employee. You know, no. I've, what? I've heard like, I've heard this story too, actually. I, not from Brandon. I've heard it but elsewhere. Someone else, yeah. yeah. But like So he would walk to Subway every day and be like, Hello, I'd like a yeah. place. Yeah, because this girl was working at the subway near his crib and then she was like, This dude is weird and transferred to another subway across town. And then he just was walking across town <laughs> to see the subway lady. Oh man, it's I, I guess it just goes to show you, uh, you shouldn't just pick some random guy who eats at your restaurant yeah. to be your spokesman. This, the real lesson here is carbohydrates are bad. Full yeah. stop. Also, yeah, no, that's real. That's the real. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be an Airbuds uh, podcast if uh, we took a 15 minute tangent. <laughs> I'll talk about the All Star Game to discuss Jared from Subway. <laughs> I I don't know. Somebody give me some other All Star Game memory. What is the What is the other best All Star Game? Two thousand one. Allen Iverson MVP. Uh, legendary. Partied for seventy two hours straight, only to go on and give one of the greatest All Star Game performances of all time. Shout out to Ellen Iverson, who was getting a lot of love last night. I love, <clears throat> I love the uh, <clears throat> the the kind of turnaround on narrative on Iverson. I love that everyone loves him. Well, now. he's like a, he's like an old guard now, you know. Like yeah. it's he's a, like, yeah, you can be happy and like nostalgic for him in a way that I feels like you couldn't for a really long time. Remember when he said he didn't have enough money to get a cheeseburger? <laughs> yep. And that's what triggered the uh, the 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 lifetime payments from Reebok to finally come through. He's also way more like charismatic and kind of like open and funny than you would kind of think he would have been when he was playing. You know, well, like he's always like been like narr- just incredibly like from the open. narrative yeah. of what was kind of put upon him by Larry mm-hmm. Brown and yeah, Espen and such. Yeah, why was he wearing a Boston hat? I think he he just likes hats. He just likes hats. Yeah, the man has. I mean, it's weird to have chosen a Boston hat, a Boston Red Sox hat. Uh, <clears throat> it also might have been um, a a a sly Philly nod. Uh, a shout out to Bartram High School, where my grandfather uh, actually taught and coached uh, basketball Gang. for a long, long time. Uh, their their hat is their logo is literally that. The Boston Red Sox B hat. So Which it might have been know, a Bartram hat. Who knows? We know we know Allen Iverson has business in at all the every gym in Philly. He's been there with TGI Fridays in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out West Philadelphia. Shout out Bartram. Shout out my grandfather. He's dead. Better how excited are you for the dramatic reboot of uh Fresh Prince on Peacock? Um New Streets of Philly coming at you, dude. They're actually mean this time. They're, they're really mean. Uh, I did not grow up in the mean streets. Also, 
Yeah. It takes place okay. in Bel Air. So what do you mean the mean streets of Philly? Well, it starts in the mean streets. Well, it of starts Philly. in the mean streets. Well, I'll, I'll say this also. Will Smith is from Overbrook, which is not exactly, I mean, the meanest streets in Philly. <laughs> it is West Philadelphia, but it is not the meanest part of West Philadelphia. What's the meanest? Yeah, what's the meanest part? Is it Mayor Mayor of Easttown is in Delco, which is the uh, a little a fifteen minute drive into the suburbs. But it's also mean. I mean, the meanest streets in 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 Philly are probably all of me, which is North Philly. Um, but I don't know. We should ask Sweet Dog when we have him on. We we still need to have Sweet Dog on to talk about the, so, the Ben's so, yeah, yeah, we got to book Sweet Dog. I mean, yeah, we got to have he we, still we has Sweet Dog give his give his reviews of every neighborhood in Philadelphia. We'll do that, but also <clears throat> we haven't seen either of them play. That's true. I think, yeah, I think we we should wait for both of them to play one game for the new teams and then and then discuss with Sweet Dog. How dumb! Shout out to James Harden though, showing up to the All Star Weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was he was he he made the team. In hindsight, though, wasn't it a little like Draymond was there too? I mean, I know he was working, but like. For KD and AD to like just kind of s- skip, isn't that a little weird in kind of hindsight after having seen what the weekend was? I mean, yes, I know you had to go to Cleveland for a day, but like to get in that picture, wouldn't that be kind of nice and worth it? Was Harden in the top 75? Uh, I think he was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's so. my here's my question, Marks. Anthony Davis, James Harden. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for a third. You think James maybe, Harden? Maybe Dame. Uh, MVP, one of the greatest offensive performers ever. And I'm not saying this because he's now a sixer. Like, I truly think he's put together no, probably it. like three to five of the best offensive seasons of all time. Sure, 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 sure. Yes, 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 yes. And you have to find you're fine. It's twenty five new players to represent everything after Jordan. Got it. Anthony Davis is out for me. Anthony so Davis is a big too. question mark for me. So I don't know why he's on there. Uh, I don't well, know why he got on there. I, Dame, I don't know why Dame's on there. Dame is the best playoff performer. Well. Well, okay, not oh. best. I mean, but sorry, but he's got two good. He's got like two of the best shots in playoff history. I love Dame, but like, is he? He's got great moments, and I know that he's awesome. I I don't know, man. I truly I, love Dame. I think he's a bad rapper, and he should not be on the the top 76 players of all time, which we, you guys know that, right? There's actually 76 because there was a tie in voting. Between who the who? last two? Well, we don't know what the order is, but yeah, there's 76 players. That's on not list. fair. If there's a yeah. tie, you have to tell us who got tied for last. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Maybe it has not, has not revealed who the last two people that tied were, but yeah, there's 76 players in the top. At least the tapes, man. Yeah. Show us the list and show us DeMar DeRozan and Macy Gray in a room at the same time. <laughs> These are all possible things that need to happen. I mean, AD is the best at getting hurt. It's true. <laughs> top, top 75 of just always being hurt. And it feels like – I know it's 
it's never any like it's never anybody's fault when they get hurt. I got hurt plenty of times playing basketball and had surgery from it. But like I kind of am someone who would get hurt. And it's not my fault, but like it kind of makes sense. And I feel like AD is that same kind of person where it's like, why do I blame you for getting hurt? You can't. No, you can't. It's always unfortunate, but I can I can blame low tops. I I I can blame <laughs> him for wanting to be cute while playing. You keep getting hurt and you continue to wear low tops. Buddy, yeah, shout out uh, at some out, point. Yeah. Rob Hayes, uh friend of the pod, uh past and future guest, uh pulled up a a photo montage last night to show every time that AD has kind of gone down with some kind of ankle or leg injury. It has always been in low top Kobe's. Oh, and so then also, you can't blame even, him. You can't yeah. blame him, actually. And, so, and, and, right. attack, and tack on a pair of those low top cosmic unities as well. Mm-hmm. Every time he gets hers, he's wearing low tops and he refuses to wear the big ass David Robinsons because he wants to be cute. And come on, man. Strap some shit on your feet. Strap some shit on your feet. Every time I notice his shoes, he gets hurt. Do you think Joel Embiid has a shot at making the top 100 when we see them do that in 25 years? I would almost put him over Anthony Davis now, to be honest. I mean, him and Jokic, uh, who else? You know, you know, uh, you know, Luca's going to slide his, his doughy ass in there. I can't. I think when the season is over, I want us to kind of do a deep dive on Luca, and and maybe this summer an episode we the can Disney, look forward the to. Disney is, movie. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where the boy but, turns uh, into a fish. We can do that as well, and at the same in the same episode, we can examine Luka Doncic and figure out is he the most overrated player. In I don't the think so. I don't think he's overrated. I think you have to. If James Harden is the greatest offensive mind. I don't think he's the greatest offensive mind, but I think he's put together great offensive seasons. I don't think James Harden is very smart. The guy wore a Blue Lives Matter mask because he thought it looked cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that why everybody wears a Blue Lives Matter mask? That is also, <laughs> yeah, you're not doing it, you know, for your health. I think he's just, he's like, uh, the same reason why he goes to the strip clubs is or is why he goes to the the hoop. He just needs to stick it in. You know what? That makes sense. <laughs> Jamal, why do you hate me? No so notes. I don't I, I, I just Scooby Dude from that I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh let's talk about one last thing um uh before we go. Peter, did you see what Draymond Green had to say uh, about Cleveland? Uh, you mean after Steph complimented it? Yeah. So, like on one of the like the uh, like alternate TNT feeds, Draymond Green was interviewing players, and he was talking to Steph during the game. And Steph said, "Cleveland's been an amazing city so far. I can't believe I'm actually saying that." <laughs> and then Draymond said, "Steph, number one, this city is not great. It's far from great." <laughs> I, I listen. I I love Cleveland, but I, you know, two things can be true. I can agree with both of them. <laughs> I'm st- I'm of the opinion that Cleveland is better than San Francisco. Well, actually, that's 
not inaccurate and it kind of depends in like what way you're talking about san francisco fucking sucks man there are parts of san francisco that are great and people that are great but san francisco as a whole like especially it's just it's every time i'm in san francisco i wish i was in oakland (laughs) there you go it's not that hard to do that uh yeah san francisco just 10 years ago 10 years ago san francisco was great yes San Francisco uh, ten years ago, and then sure. they gave the they gave the entire city to Facebook, and now it's like uh, literally one of the worst places on earth. Sorry uh, to our Bay Area listeners, uh, yeah. but yeah, but yes, but we agree in a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I've never been to Cleveland. We're gonna Peter, go, man. I need you to take me sometime. We were going to go time. this year, but then, you know, you had a baby and uh, there's still a deadly virus that could kill us. So we didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I want the, I want the, you know, at some point. You know what Cleveland's Peter, like, You're going to tour us around Cleveland. I'm going to tour you guys around Philly. And Jamel, you're going to take us all over DC and, and Woodbridge. Come on. Where yeah. are we going to Woodbridge? You know what, you know what Cleveland's like? Cleveland's like, do you guys remember Euro Trip? When they're like, uh, oh, no, our wallet got stolen and we only have $4 left and we're in this random country. How much could that buy us here? And then they're like cut to them being in like a five-star hotel and like they tip the guy a nickel and he like slaps his boss and quits to start his own like hotel chain. That's what it's like to be in Cleveland. Like you'll go to Cleveland, we'll be like, wow, you know what? We can do anything we want here for basically free including get incredible meals um go to awesome bars great entertainment and uh it's basically all free (laughs) it is always like kind of a uh slap in the face when you go to like um like i remember going to austin and we went to a bar and uh a cocktail was like six dollars i'm like wait what (laughs) what the fuck like i'm just so used to like paying $18 $18 for like a whiskey ginger in LA. When I would go home, you got to stop hanging like, out at, uh, at, at one Oak dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would go home and order like an entire round of beer and shots for like 12 people. And with tip that would come back after tipping like 30%, it'd be like $40. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, Joe Biden's economy, once again. Right, Peter? Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> well, All-Star Game was great. Uh, is there anything? I mean, there's no basketball uh, until, what, Thursday? Maybe yeah. even Wednesday. No, it's Thursday? I yeah, have to read a book or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, the yeah. next game is Thursday. Cleveland-Detroit is the first game back, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. Uh, we should have a new episode up uh, on our Patreon feed where we're going to be talking to uh, the NBA's first metaverse coach, Coach Nat. Oh, right. We do. We booked Coach Nat the other day. <laughs> yeah. So get excited for that. I don't know if, if, you, if you're if you listening. Uh, Adam Silver, I think it was Thursday, at kind of his kind of State of the Union League, uh, introduced us to uh, – the weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen, which is a virtual coach who's going to help children learn basketball in the metaverse. And we booked him. We got him. Yep, we got him for you. 
Oh, also shout out John Stockton, uh, who got booed at the All-Star game when he was being introduced <laughs> at the top 75. Oh yeah, Cleveland. Good job. Yep. Alvin Hayes, you next. <laughs>